You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Duma on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Big Show Hour 4 here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I'm Patrick Duma. I got GVP along with me. Uh, and we go down that Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, they are 15-time Consumer Choice Award winners at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. And I'm uh, happy to be joined by the head coach of the Calgary Surge coming off a massive comeback victory last night against the Edmonton Stingers, Nelson Taroba. Nelson, thank you so much for joining me. How are we doing? Doing well, doing well. So glad to be here this morning. I appreciate you having me, Patrick. Hey, no, thank you so much uh, for joining me. But let's get to it. Let's talk about the comeback. You know, you trailed 59-50 at the start of the fourth quarter. End up walking away with the 85-67 win. Uh, tell us uh, what went on through your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. So many pieces. I haven't, I haven't, you know, got a chance to uh, watch the video yet. But I know, you know, as we, first of all, going into the fourth quarter, you know, just kind of getting settled. Um, you know, getting defensive stops, starting mm-hmm. that way, and then being able to go from there kind of set, set the tone for everything for us. Um, I think that was a big deal. But, but in terms of going into Elam, I know Mason Borchia hit two big threes as we, we got to Elam to kind of stretch our mm-hmm. lead. Um, and then our guys just turned up the defensive intensity at the end. And uh, Steph Smith, two big steals in, in Elam time and, and uh, breakaway dumps for us to kind of help uh, feel the deal for us. Yeah, the, the the defense. I thought last night watching that game, uh, you know, Edmonton was shooting the shooting pretty good ball uh, through the first three quarters. Then it was completely dead for the final four, and it was just swarming defense from the surge. Uh, is that something that you're more of a defensive mind? Is that the type of play that you want to see your guys down the stretch, like the the scrappy type play, uh, playing on the defensive side of things? Yeah, for sure. It always starts with defense for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's our identity. You know, that's our that's our DNA, and, and we start there. And it fuels our offense. And, you know, we have guys that, that really, um, you know, are, are, are two-way players. They, they like to play defense and offense. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when we can start and, and start with our defense, I think that's closer to identity than anything else. Now, what are you telling your guys, uh, you know, when you're trailing late and, you know, you've got the Elam ending, the target score finished, so it's not so much racing the clock, but it kind of is, but you're also, you know, racing the score. You've had a ton of, you know, a few massive comebacks this season, but, like, what are you trying to tell your guys? Like, you're not, you know, don't get too panicky. You're still in this thing, but, you know, obviously <laughs> there's that type of stuff as well. But, like, what are, what are you trying to get uh, to your guys when you're trailing that late and you, you, you've got that comeback in you? You know what? You know, our messaging is usually pretty consistently all throughout the game. You know, we want to take whatever the game gives us. You know, we, you know the, the game gives you different things depending on the situation. For instance, a team might be switching. A team might be trapping. A team might be in zone. You know, a team might be in man. There's, there's all kinds of, you know, scenarios. And maybe mm-hmm. one guy's open and they're devoting more attention to another guy. You just got to take what the game gives you. So for us, more than anything, uh, we're trying to kind of be in the present uh, see what, what the game is giving us and allow, you know, our trust in our teammates to let us know, mm-hmm. you know, who we can go to next. And I think that's kind of indicated by the fact last two games, I think we've had four uh, double-digit scores in both games, very yeah. balanced scoring. Um, and I think that's been a big deal for us as well. 
Uh, now the target scoring finish. You mentioned the Elam ending there uh, earlier on. It's made the finish to these games more, even more exciting than they are. You know, it keeps teams around them. Like you know, it keeps the surge in games like it did last night. Uh, it's it's obviously a different way to end games, but you kind of saw it there with the All Star game in the NBA, which was kind of the first foray into it. I guess into the broad stream of things. But now it's it's the way of doing things in the CEBL. So, what are your takeaways on on the Elam ending or target score finish? You know what? It changes the game entirely. Um, it really is. You know, as a fan, it's got to be fantastic. Yeah. You know, as a coach, um, it is stressful. It is engaging in a way that, that yeah, well, yeah, it's stressful. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, you know, in terms of, it just tightens everything. You have to earn your way to victory. You can't run the clock out. Guys have to make shots. Um, and I think everybody's intensity is heightened, both defensively and offensively. So you're getting almost like you're kind of creating an incubator there where it's like yeah. almost like a playoff moment, like a playoff finish for every game. A game within a game. Uh, and I, and I think that's good. A game within a game. And I think it's great for our players. And I think it's, it, it kind of really puts our guys in situations where they understand how to uh, execute when things matter most. No, I, 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 for sure, this is like my first real year watching CEBL. Obviously, with Calgary having a team and, and this target score finishing is, is definitely, it's different. And if you, nobody's ever watched it, if you're listening to this, go watch one of these games and watch the finish of them. They're, they're just absolutely insane. Uh, we're talking with the head coach of the Calgary Surge, Nelson <laughs> Taroba, and uh, you're headed to the playoffs now. Last week, uh, after your big win over Winnipeg, you're, you clinched a playoff spot, and now with the win last night, you're going to have a home playoff game. Uh, just, you know, how big is that, you know, coming over from Guelph last year? It's your first year in the league, and now you're going to the postseason. It's a huge deal. I mean, the support we've gotten here at Calgary has been amazing. Last night at Winsport was electric. Yeah. Uh, sellout crowd. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, to be able to secure a home playoff game is such a big deal for our organization, for our team, um, you know, and, and because we know how, how supportive the fans are and what an electric atmosphere Winsport is. And if, if folks haven't gone there, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know I work for the team and, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but I'm here to tell you I've been in a lot of arenas, a lot of settings. Um, CBL, Winsport particularly, it's a very intimate venue. There's not a bad seat in the house. Yeah. It's about 4,000 seats. Uh, it is loud. There's music. It is entertainment at its highest level. Um, and I think it's something that, that every fan here should, should be a part of. No, well, very well said, Nelson. Yeah, and the local sports scene here in Calgary has been blowing up. And the surge, uh, just the newest uh, foray into pro sports here in Calgary. Uh, talk to me about a couple of your players. I mean, Sean Miller-Moore had the big game last night. He had 18 points. Simi Chateau had the the massive 32 in the 15-rebound game against Winnipeg. But these are just a couple of guys. Obviously, Steph Smith had the steal to, to, to win the game yesterday. But, you know, a lot of these guys have done so much for you this year. But, uh, you know, talk about a little about their game and, and maybe some other guys that aren't maybe getting a much, uh, much love in the, in the eyes of the media. Yeah, I think that the power of our group is is the uh, power of the sum of the all parts. Yeah. you know for sure always. But you know, Rugsy, uh, you know, Sean Miller goes by Rugsy. Um, he uh, he's been an amazing uh, story this year in terms of how much he's improved since last year in this very league. Um, uh, an electric scorer at the rim. Um, you know, he's he's hitting threes. He's really making the defense honor his shot, and he's really creating for others as well. And, He's a guy who can play defense and help us rebound. Timmy Shitu is, you know, a heralded Canadian here, yeah. uh, you know, throughout Canadian basketball. But, 
you know, I, I tell everybody this, uh, the most uh, impressive thing about Simi is as much uh, of a resume as he has. Uh, he's a humble servant leader who comes mm-hmm. in, wants to be coached, insists on coaching and, and being coached, sets the tone for us. And Steph Smith, you know, is, is kind of our floor general, our, our leader. He's the guy who takes, you know, what I want to happen and what's in my mind and in my voice that he put, brings it to the court. He's a great lieutenant, but beyond those three guys, you know, we have an amazing group. Mason Borsier is our you know, backup point guard. He has helped us win so many games, and he's a guy who always finishes games for us. Mm-hmm. Admon Gilder, uh, the best perimeter defender in the league. <laughs> I mean, he's, he takes on the toughest assignment every night, and he, and he really takes pride in, in shutting down the best perimeter players uh, in, in our league. And like, for instance, last night, Jordy Commando was huge for us mm-hmm. uh, as a backup. Uh, you know, he, he's a recent addition. Um, and Dion Edgem has just kind of you know, got brought into the starting lineup the last three games. We're three and zero with him in the starting lineup. But he's a great connector. He brings everyone together, uh, and he just does all the dirty work. Um, so at the end of the day, kind of we have a group. Kyler Kelly, who's, who's a backup big, who kind of helped us against Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. um, and then our guys who are inactive. You know, Justin Jackson hasn't played in in a while. Maurice Kalu, but those guys are the first guys supporting our guys yeah. on the, on the sidelines and helping making sure that everybody's connected. It's, it seems like it's a well-knit uh, group, a lot of good personalities and everything as well. It, it's been an exciting team to watch uh, this year for sure. And it, it's your first year here in Calgary. I, ho- I hope the city's been kind to you. How, how have you been enjoying Calgary? <laughs> Calgary is great. It, it is a home away from home. Super warm people. Uh, the weather is fantastic. Me being from Texas, to mm-hmm. be able to be in a Canadian winter, uh, I mean, a Canadian summer, I apologize. And uh, to be in a Texas summer, a uh, Texas winter, the two combinations are exactly where I want to be. Yeah. And, and Calgary's a beautiful city, and the people have been great, and, and it's been a fun place to kind of put my roots down here for three months. Who are uh, some of your coaching influences? I know, like, we, I, I, you talk to players, and you see like, who, who influenced you to, to get to where you want to be. Like, and coaches, maybe maybe you didn't want to be a coach, or maybe you did want to be a coach. Who are some of the guys that you looked up to uh, you know, growing up, and then that, that you maybe apply some of their trade today to your game? You know, just as a young, as a young coach, uh, to be honest with you, a young player, you know, starts with my high school coach, Coach Shelton, um, you know, and just loving to play the game and enjoying the way he coached. And then beyond that, you know, even um, as I got going and, and, you know, there's so many coaches that I've worked for that, that have helped me kind of get to this point. Um, but in terms of a coach like from afar that I, I know I've always appreciated and respected was Coach Popovich over at San Antonio. And, you know, that's only an hour away from where I, yep. where I live and where I grew up. So being able to watch the Spurs and the way the Spurs have built their dynasty and the way they built their program on those values, you know, Coach Pop is a guy I really aspire to uh, to try to emulate as well from afar as well. That's a pretty good one to emulate uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned it is your first year in the CEBL, uh, fifth year of the league. Uh, but you know, I've, I've talked to Com- Commissioner Mike Morreale a few times, and and he's been really, you know, obviously he's been kind with his time, and he's been super excited to to share with what what he and his team has built here in this league. But overall, what is, what are your takeaways on on Canada's uh, preeminent uh, professional basketball league? Because it, it was a it was a, a rocky road to get to this point. You know what, the CEBL, the the, uh, the rise from, you know, I was in the CEBL uh, four years ago uh, in the Saskatchewan bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the uh, Niagara bubble yeah. with Saskatchewan. And um, the, the, the amount of growth and credibility this league has right now is is off the charts. Um, and honestly, it's, 
uh, one of the best summer leagues uh, in the world mm-hmm. at this point in time. But the quality of players that we have here, I get calls from European teams all around, uh, G League teams all around. Yep. People are watching this league and trying to kind of identify players from this league. Uh, and you know, me having coached in the G League and, and here now, I can tell you that this league is every bit as tough as the G League, maybe tougher on certain nights. Uh, because of the level of competition mm-hmm. um, and the level of connectedness that, that, that is going on here and, and uh, the FIBA style of play and the ELA ending. This is, a, this is a, a league that not only has grown exponentially in five years, but I think it's going to be a league that's going to be a, a one to be reckoned with in, in the coming years as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I'd be remiss, uh, you are also the assistant head coach of the Texas Legends in the NBA G League. They're the Mavericks affiliate. And uh, obviously there's some differences between the two leagues. Obviously the C- CBL, I don't I don't want to equate it as much as uh, so much of as a developmental league as maybe the G League is, is, is kind of put up towards as but like you mentioned the CBL is 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 a preeminent uh summer league now across the world so what do you what do you think in your takeaways with the, when it comes as the CBL as as another source of finding basketball talent it's again it's it's, it's a great place and, and and the way the league is built you know with three Americans on an active roster six Canadians yeah. and, you know having to have one international player as well you know, you're bringing in guys from all over the world, the international players. We have to, you know, locate those players, identify them. Uh, and it really brings a richness to the, to kind of the roster and also to the, 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 the players in the league. Mm-hmm. It really brings in more uh, audiences from all around the world. And in terms of, again, evaluating, you know, for me as an evaluator, even, you know, to go back to the G League or anywhere else, to be in these, this setting, there's, this is as good a place as you're going to see in terms of finding talent and I value evaluating talent, see how talent plays against really good competition. And, and just like, like the, the, the Canadian content of this thing, that's like, oh, you, the CBL is meant to build the next Canadian superstar. And like, do you, do you like that? You you're seeing like the Canadian contingent as we see in the NBA, it's probably the, like the, the second most players in the league are from Canada. And, and, and you see the amount of talent that the NBA is seeing. And, and then Canada is going to have quite a roster at the world cup uh, coming up at the end of the summer. But how do you like the, the Canadian side of things and the talent that you see? From a Canadian perspective, um, I think for us, you know, you see it every day in our games. I mean, mm-hmm. for instance, we 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 finished the games. You know, last couple of games we finished with two U Sport players and Mason Borsi, yeah. Dion Edgem. Uh Mason is one of our closers. Dion started the last couple of games, has been a difference maker for us, has connected our team. Uh, there's there's examples every night where we play uh, and U Sport players, Canadian players are the difference makers, and on our team. Typically, we have right now even two Americans that are coming off the bench, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 and you know, that, that's a testament to uh, our general manager, Shane James, uh, and, and assistant general manager, Mike Girl, and the work they've done to yeah. kind of build our roster. But we, we, have, we have a strong, strong group of Canadians uh, with all levels of experience, and you're seeing it every night. That, that no one, you know, that's the best part of this league for me as, as a, an observer of people who want to earn their way and kind of, you know, it, it gets spoken on the court is the way, you know, any given night, you sport players in this league are making the difference for teams and cha- and moving the needle for their teams every night. And uh, 
one more regular season game for you, uh, for for your boys. Uh, you're out in Saskatoon taking on the Saskatchewan Rattlers tomorrow night. Uh, it's a big game for them as they still uh, have an outside chance of getting into the postseason. But it's also a big game for you guys as you still have a an outside chance of, of taking the number one spot. Uh, how are you going to try and approach this season finale? Obviously, with the playoffs a week away. You know what? Uh, you know it's. it's as uh, cliche as it sounds, we're just you know we're doing it one game at a yep. time. That's all we have right now, and, and it's been good for us. But that's a, it's a great uh, opportunity for us, you know, to potentially play for a number one seed. You know, if, if Edmonton beats Winnipeg and what Edmonton needs to win yep. to get in the playoffs, uh, they, they get they after us. So if they beat Winnipeg and we're able to beat Saskatchewan, then we would be the one seed, mm-hmm. which would mean a, a first round by in addition to a home game. So. There's plenty to play for, and Sask is playing for a lot as well. A good friend of mine, Tanner Massey, we coached together in Erie uh, five, six years ago. Uh, it's funny where the game takes you. And, <laughs> yeah. and so he and I are really good friends, and, I, and he's done a, a heck of a job as the interim coach and turning them around in these last eight games. So I know it's going to be a tough battle for us. Well, Nelson, uh, best of luck uh, tomorrow night and uh, best of luck in the postseason. Uh, it's been a tremendous season watching you guys first year here in Calgary and uh, all the best. And uh, hopefully we got a, you know, a little bit more uh, basketball coming up the rest of the summer here in Calgary. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. And, and you know, a shout out to our owners, Usman, Jason, for yes. the support they give us and our team. And in uh, our entire organization, has been top notch from, from start to finish. Yeah, you were you were the last uh, last one I wanted to talk to. Talked to Shane James before the season. Talked to Jason Ribeiro in season. Now, talk to you just at the end of it here. And uh, hopefully, uh, we got some brighter days ahead here, and uh, we'll have some fun. Thank you so much, Nelson. All right, take care. Thank you. There you go. There's Nelson Taroba, head coach of the Calgary Surge, also assistant head coach of the Texas Legends in the NBA's G League, and he joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, you know, they get those 15-time Consumer Choice Award winners, you know, GVP. Uh, you can find them at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. Uh, I, I, I wanted to get out to a Surge game this year. Never. It I, looks my, like a lot of fun. My schedule's never worked out uh-huh. In my favor, and I can't do midweek. Midweek just can't can't go. That game was was late last they get night. A really good turnout from what I've seen. I haven't yeah. been, been able to get out there either as well. But you know, considering it's their first season here in Calgary, the support has been awesome for well, them throughout the entire season. And, uh, sport. They've got at least one more home game. Uh, could be next Friday, uh, August fourth. Uh, if they do not get the buy, or if they do get the buy, it could be the following sun or that that Sunday, as uh, the Cal- the CEBL season's wrapped up. A quick little summer league. And uh, we're already into the postseason here. As uh, yeah, I mentioned there, the, the local sports scene in this city is uh, is quite large right now. It, it's really exciting to see with what the Surge are doing, and obviously, uh, Cavalry in their fifth year in the CPL, um, and then obviously Okotoks Dogs killing it as well. Uh, other than hockey, the summer is still filled here, and the Stampeders obviously doing their thing as well. But the the new teams to the scene, mm-hmm. the Surge. Uh, are really doing well. 11 and 8 on the season. They can finish 12 and 8 with a win over Saskatchewan. That'll be 7:30 tomorrow. A win and uh, and a and a Winnipeg loss on the weekend to Edmonton. We'll see the surge leapfrog the Sea Bears and uh, become the first seed in the West Division. Even just like Canadian basketball in general oh, is man. in a fantastic spot right now. It like is. looking at the NBA, like yep. Gilgis Alexander looks like he's going to be a huge star. Obviously, Jamal Murray is an NBA champion now with the Denver Nuggets. There's a bunch of guys you go up and down the list. Before with Canadian basketball, you just think of Steve Nash. Yeah. But in the NBA right now, like 
like, like the Canadian team could be a contender come best on best time. Like the roster they're going to send to the World Cup uh, in late August here coming up. It's a good group. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's you know it's got a lot of NBA names. It's got obviously R.J. Barrett, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Shea Gilgis Alexander, his half brother Jamal Murray. You mentioned uh, Dwight Powell, Delon Brooks. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's obviously not the United States. It might not even be Spain or, or something like that. But it's just. It, 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 from where Canada basketball we used was, to be an afterthought. We were an afterthought, and damn, the guy who created the damn sports Canadian. Yeah. So, hell yeah, shout out Dr. James Naismith, uh, for sure. Uh, around the corner, uh, what do we got? We're going to replay our conversation with Luke Gazdick. He was on earlier today. Uh, you know, some NHL news happened uh, sprinkling through here. Uh, the Leafs were uh, busy making Matt Murray LTIR eligible yesterday. Uh, they still have to get cap compliant. The Hurricanes extending Sebastian Ajo. Uh, so there's still some things to talk about, and we'll talk with Luke Gazdick uh, as well. He's he's on the Mitts Off podcast. He's getting that started up uh, going on, and it's been going getting a lot of views and clicks and everything, so check him out as well. Luke Gazdick around the corner as Big Show Hour 4 continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.